every freaking second of the day, I'm going to do it. Everybody wants to be mother freaking wealthy. Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? How willing are you going to be to allow me to help you? This is a marathon, not a sprint. You give up your right to be average and ordinary. You gotta show up earlier, you gotta be here later, you gotta hit harder, be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of Planet First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing. Good morning, everyone. Andrew Taylor here. Sean, thanks for joining us. Thank you. That literally never gets old. Like, literally never gets old. Ever. I feel like getting up here and tackling you. Seriously. Like, putting my head right in your chest and knocking you out of that chair. <laughs> Please don't. I won't. <laughs> I just feel that way. I'm not going to do it, but I just feel that way. All right. Remember, <laughs> should we tell everyone about the time we were playing rugby in... Fiji? Go ahead. Yeah. Tell the story. All right. So, we're in Fiji on a carrier trip. Yeah. And I didn't really know Sean that well, so... Like, Tell him the truth. Tell him what you said. Well, I didn't know if he was all talk or not. Yeah, I thought I was all talk about whatever. Didn't I, know me. I didn't know him, and so I'm just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, we're playing, we're playing rugby, and you're like 30 yards behind this dude, Jim. Jim. Well, I wanted to smoke, and you, just, dude, it was like a lion chasing a deer <laughs> or a zebra, and you just, dude, like. F- speared him into the rocks. That's where he deserved to be. I got everybody <laughs> that day, dude. Everybody was like, oh! <laughs> His rugby, then, dude. Yeah, and then I licked that ball, and I'm like, dude, I <laughs> I ain't messing with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the other day with Mendenhall. I said, I smoked you, man. He you goes, did. I saw you hit Mendenhall. Yeah. Look how big he is. Took him out. He goes, you cut my legs out. I go, that's football, bro. I smoked you. Dude, remember when we were playing basketball and Mendenhall was off balance and I bumped into him and he fell? I do remember that. And then I kept saying that I steamrolled Mendenhall. <laughs> he's a good dude. He's a gentle giant. I remember yeah. when, when I worked out with that guy, he was doing, we went to the gym. They put 315 on and he threw that up like 40 times. And I was like, what just happened? What the heck? That's some, I mean, I'm not kidding. By the way, I'm not kidding. It might have been 30 something, but that's obnoxious. 225 30 times is obnoxious. 315 is more obnoxious. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, it was a little bit crazy. All right, so the the first question is from Joe Miller, and it is, I've noticed a lot of agents don't know what meetings are coming up. How important is communicating with your team, and what are some things we can do to communicate better with our teams to get them into the trainings near them? Yeah, and I'm glad you know Joe asked that because I think that's a real important question. We're getting as big as we're getting, Andrew, and as crazy as we've been <clears throat> at getting these meetings going, we have to communicate with each other, or we are going to miss things. Meaning, you know, we have a website. Yeah, we update it. Cool, got it. But Andrew, if I have 150 people on my team. Like, we started the business. I was in Connecticut. I didn't have a problem getting my 200 people. Like, I let, we always communicated. We also pushed every meeting. 
You know, now, but I will say something. I had a guy tell me, I don't want to say who it is. I don't want to get, make him mad, but I mean, I just don't want him, He didn't give me a permission, but he said, this guy didn't ask his agents to go to the meeting. And I said, okay. He said, they live 10 minutes from the meeting. And I said, would you have asked them to go? He said, of course I would have. There's a meeting. I go, but your agency hasn't grown in nine months. So I'm really confused as to why you're pushing people to a meeting to hear from people that are not growing. And I think that was always my first rule. So before we get into the meetings, if you go, I'm doing a meeting wherever, I'm always going to support it if you're growing. But if you call me and go, hey, Sean, Paul's doing a meeting. Let's say Paul was in New Mexico. And I go, all right, well, is Paul's team growing? You go, no. I go, why the hell are you going to go to a meeting? What, to learn what not to do? So we have to be more communicative. But, Joe, a, a big part of that is, you know, group text and emails and all the stuff you all do, Slack, all that. But it's like when we do our weekly call, Andrew, right? We, well, You know, how, dude, how many times do I send out reminders? All the time. But one all thing that, time. like, for a new person, I've hey, always can you called that up higher? I swear that's why he's doing that. I could be wrong. Go ahead. Try it. For a new person, if I call them, it works. But if I just email them. Yeah. Sometimes they don't even read it. And what is so hard about calling everybody? Literally, they're, they're a minute phone call. Hey, Drew, you know, we got a meeting tomorrow in Victorville, right? You're, you're heading to that, right? Doing port and a bunch of people growing, killing it, sales, virtual. We started at 8. I'll be there at 7. You want to grab something to eat beforehand? We're bringing whatever it is, but that's a one or two minute phone call. And you know what else that, sa- what else that says? You care. That's the other thing. Let's say I'm having a bad week and I see your email and I go, now it's like going, I'm not having a good week. It's not going well. Week before that wasn't good either. But all of a sudden you call me. And if I'm like ambivalent, you'll probably go, hey, dude, are you going or not? And I go, I don't know, dude, I need to be in the field. Now, again, I'm all, you know me, I've always been a fan of going to be productive. I'm not like, you need to go to 100 meetings. But if it's not going the way you want it to right now, why wouldn't you go to the meeting? What is one day or half a day out of what you're doing going to hurt what you, what you got going on? And I think that, we have to promote the meetings better. We have to sell the meetings better. We do have to be more communicative. But I think you need, we need to tell people the value. And I think part of that is the growth. It wasn't hard for me to sell meetings at teams that were growing. I told How many times did I tell people come out to Vegas? All the time. Probably the point where it drove you crazy. I was like, dude, go to Vegas. They're killing it. Go to Vegas. Go to Vegas. Go to Vegas. Go to Vegas. You know, we did that early on. We go to Atlanta. Go to Atlanta. Go to Atlanta. Go to, they're killing it. You know, Mark Mead's growing. Go to Jersey. Like, I push people to the places where everybody's growing. Yeah. And it works. Now, what about people that they just want their name on the door, it seems like, and they, they want to keep all the training in-house with their own little small team, and they don't utilize the marketing for FFL as a whole, yeah. and they don't utilize the training for FFL as a whole? I think time takes care of that. I think people join us, and, and sometimes they're egotistical. Let's be honest. I think people can be, and, and they want to be in control. They want to be the one heard. Um, I will tell you, you can't grow a big business running like a silo. We don't have silos at FFL, and when we do, we try to. We don't have a hundred different silos operating independently. We meaning you're independent one hundred percent. But why would you not access all the marketing? And if your team's great at Zoom sales, but their team is great, at, you know, why would y'all not be watching their stuff? Why would you not want to cross like communicate? Why would you not want those people involved in your meetings? So I think Andrew, for those people, here's my problem. I always worked with everybody. So if Factory Fresh on your team, Paul hires you, you hire Factory, and you and Paul do your own thing. I already know Factory. 
So I go, hey, man, what's the deal with y'all meeting? Like, what do y'all do? And he's like, I don't know, man. They just kind of have the same old stuff. I go, why don't you come to this meeting over here in L.A.? And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, get, get over there. And they're, they're growing like crazy. They're outgrowing these two. I always worked in depth, call it, or with my team because I wanted people to understand that y'all can act however you want. But all my man wants to do is win for his family. If you're doing it for your ego, for your recognition, because some people don't want others to be at the meeting because they think they're going to lose top billing. Like, it's the weirdest thing in the world. You know, and I still have people been with us eight years. Uh, am I speaking at annual convention? I'm like, ah, uh, if you were in charge, would you let you speak? You're not growing. And 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 that's always concerning to me. If, if you ever think that way, please stop. Your business will not grow. And I think that's the struggle. I always thought about, can I get, I was in a meeting the other day, and I said to the guy, most of the people here are yours. You need to advocate for your people more. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, dude, 30, three quarters of people in this room are your people. They're on your team. Why wouldn't you advocate for more of them to be on stage? you got people coming from other teams. And they're not bad people, but, dude, you guys are killing it. So why are you letting the guy or girl in charge have the same old people over and over and over again? So I think, Andrew, I'm not a big positional leadership kind of guy. You know, come to my, my – I do my meetings. It's my team. That's just weird to me. Um yeah, you know, I go to meet and talk for a little bit. I'm not worried. I don't have to talk. I don't have to go to the meetings. I'm totally good. Do whatever you want. Road to integrity. I'm the first one going, hey, y'all can run them integrity. If you if you have an integrity partnership, don't do it. If you, have, if you don't have an integrity partnership, don't run a meeting called Road to Integrity. You don't know how to get there yet. But if you have one, why can't you do that? You know? And I think, I think the biggest thing for us is really pushing to get people around the people that are growing. And that changes. This guy or girl might be growing, killing it for a year and a half. They're still a good person, but this person gets real hot over here and they have some good stuff going on. Let's listen to them. I think we have to keep our eyes wide open, a head in a swivel, and find out where the growth is and promote the heck out of the meetings where people are growing and make sure we're not trying to isolate people based on our own ego. Yeah. Um, now, if you think about, I've always tried to think about how to how to get communication through everyone and it makes me think of like a military. So if everyone did their job, then everyone would get the the message about what's going on, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't be too hard on anybody. Correct. Do you agree with that? I agree that um, there's a lot of people that run. They think they run the business, but the business runs them. They're not intentional about anything they do. Um, power of habit is very is a very powerful deal. So if every Monday I do a call, but every Sunday I send out something, then every Monday morning I remind everybody, and then maybe I don't ever go like, you need to be on the call, but I go like, hey, dude, this stuff's important. Did you not get it? I can send it to you. Like I'm always trying to be real intentional about that because it is my job. I used to always, we used to joke back in the day before we started FFL, Sizer and I would meet, and I'd be like, dude, I know who you are. You're the other guy. And they'd be like, the other guy? I'm like, yeah, the other guy, dude. I'm the guy that does his job. You're the other guy. The guy that obviously doesn't. I do my job. Like, I did my freaking job. You're the other guy. And I think it's okay. But a lot of that, Andrew, the reason it fails is we don't have peer-to-peer accountability a lot. So if if I'm running a team and you're running a team and you're supposed to be running a meeting or you're at a meeting or you're supposed to communicate or, or I have people in your area, I got no problem in calling you. Andrew, you got a minute, man? Yeah, dude, you're screwing my world up. Like, I'm not your boss, but I'm your peer. I'm on your team. You're screwing my world up, dude. Like, why didn't you tell us about the meeting? Well, you know, I didn't. Dude, stop doing that, Andrew. I'm being serious, man. Can you start thinking about everybody else on the team, not just yourself? I always did that. And people did that to me, too. I think they should have. I remember being younger, playing ball in high school, and the older kids being like, dude, you can't do that. <clears throat> That's screwing our team up. Knock that off. Stop running your mouth. We don't need more penalties. Shut up. Play ball. Got it. Because they were right. It wasn't about, can I? am I going to fight him? Am I not? Can I beat, beat him up? They were right. 
they were right. What I was doing was hurting the team, and that they didn't need the coach to come on the field and scream at me. We were on the field because the problem is when you're on the field, you only have your teammates. And coaches can't storm on the field every time. There's too many people screaming and yelling, and too many people paying attention, and too many people in the stands. You can't hear what they're saying anyway. Mm-hmm. So we need peer pressure is the most powerful pressure in the world, and we have to be able to receive it and provide it. And I think a lot of times we do this, that's not my job. I know, and then we make, we wish he wasn't doing that. I'm like, and, it, and you, you didn't know, tell him that though. Yeah, but how many times I go, let's get on the, and I get the third person yeah. on the call. I do it with you yeah. all the time. Like, let's, hey, let's talk. Hey, so and so. I mean, like, dude, that's what we need to handle this. I stuff. did that with our staff the other day. Yeah. They go, this person's not doing this. And I go, did you tell them that it's hurting you? No. Yeah. Okay, we'll yeah. tell them. And then if yeah. they keep doing it, then tell me. Correct. Or, hey, hold on a minute. Let me put them on. What are you doing? Let me get him on the call real quick. Hey, man. Got you. Drew, you still there? Yep. Drew, tell me what you were just saying about Tom. Drew, tell me what you just t- Tell Tom what you just tell me about Tom. Tom, he's not. Tom, he thinks you're doing this and this and this is hurting the team. Can you stop doing that? Tom, do you have a response to what Andrew thinks about you? Is he not accurate? Is he accurate? We're just all trying to grow a business here, dude. We're not trying to hurt anybody. We're all just trying to grow a business. Is, he, is, is what he's saying accurate? I mean, dude, what's wrong with that? There's something wrong with that. We're a team. We all are supposed to be pulling to help more clients get life insurance and more agents get paid regardless of how we get there. As long as mm-hmm. what we're doing is legal and ethical. That's huge. All right. So what if what what do you do with an agent that says, I'm not going to national conference because I need to sell, or I'm not going to go to this meeting because I need to sell? What's your opinion on that? They're different. If it's a meeting, um, it depends on the meeting. You know, sales conference, road to Hall of Fame, they're very important. Don't get me wrong. They are. Um, I'll answer both of you. For the, for, the, for the annual convention, I can never replicate annual convention, any other meeting, aside from the, the annual convention that's going to follow it in 12 months. I, I can't do it. So for me, I unequivocally know that you'll be hurt so bad by not going that I got to get, I got to do everything I can to get you to go. Like I got to do everything I can, you know, and that's Andrew. Why I have to be proactive. Cause that would be weird. You know where that happens a lot, Andrew is when I work with you and I invite you like 10 days for annual convention, as opposed to four months early when I recruited you and getting you thinking about getting there and getting your plane ticket, and getting your hotel room. Like, but if I hit you up five days before, unless I just hired you, but for the most part, Andrew, I can never give them that experience back. So that one I'm pretty intolerant about. Now you don't go, you don't go. But I don't want to mislead you and I tell people I don't want to let I don't want to let you down. And I would tell I would want you to tell me everything I need to do to be successful. And if I was off track, I'd want you to help me get on track. If somebody runs out in traffic, I'm not gonna go, hey, quietly, be careful. I'm gonna grab you. I don't want you to get hit, dude. Like the car's coming and you can't see it. If it's another meeting, I I have the same approach but a little bit different. And I go, listen, Andrew, here's the deal. Things aren't going well now, correct? They're not, Sean. Okay, good. Well, not good, but good. Because the meeting you're going to, it's all about sales. 100% of it's about sales. We have two choices. You can go in the field tomorrow and not go to the meeting. But on the, on the run you're on right now, we probably know the result. Or you can take a step back, take a breath, recharge your battery, go to the meeting, sit through the training, Take it in, figure out what you're doing differently, what you're not doing right. We'll get you back on the field the next day. That's it. So that's always been my – now, hey, if they don't go, they don't go. So every time someone does that, they call me and go, I got no-showed and I had no I sales I and I should have went to the meeting. I know. And I'd share that with them too. Every time this happens, this is what I get. 
dude, this is the meeting at this point in time. Really, you really need the meeting. Yeah. And then there's sometimes people doing really well. Hey, you need the meeting, and the meeting needs you. And I told him that too. I told the guy the other day. He's like, well, I was thinking about it. I said, dude, we could use you at the meeting. The meeting needs you. He's like, done. I have no problem. I'll get there. I'm like, I'm just, we don't do them all the time. You're in the area. We could really use your help. Yeah. Love it. All right, man. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Thank you for hopping on. We'll see you next week, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Saturday. See you guys. Thanks, guys.